Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rink Rat Report podcast. Um, we're at the, the very almost at the end of Boo Jay Gardner week. Uh, it is Friday, January 18. Leafs play the Panthers tonight. They just wrapped up their game against Tampa Bay. Um, as I'm recording this, uh, the game, ugly game against Colorado Monday. So we're going to get into Leafs week in review later. Um, also some news, some rumors around the league, uh, some trades that happen around the week league and some suggestions to make the bachelor better. So I watched my first episode of the bachelor, uh, more on that later. Anyways, getting into it. Some trades that happen around the week. Bob Murray was busy. And I mean, he didn't fire Randy Carlisle, but he was busy. And he was also probably busy looking for a new coach for next year. Because they probably won't... It looks like It's looking like they won't fire Randy Carlisle. If they are to, until the end of the season. Because I don't really think... It, the puck's in there and the whole, the whole night. I don't know. And, and speaking of the Ducks, they just won their first game in, what, 12 games? They lost 12 in a row? Something like that. Anyways, not too good in Anaheimville. So, Bob Murray trading. Pont, they traded Pontus Aberg for Justin Kloos, Joseph Blandisi, who was mainly spent this year with the Gulls in the AHL, for Derek Grant. He comes back. He was on the Ducks last year. Uh, they traded Luke Shen in a seventh for DJ Michael Delzato. The Canucks are going to retain 25% of Delzato's contract. And Drew Shore getting traded for Andrew Cogliano. So, first off, I don't really like the Pontus Aberg trade for Justin Kluse. I don't know too much about Justin Kluse, truth be told. I know that he's 25. I know that he's played one NHL game so far. That's it. Putting up okay AHL numbers, but when you're trading, you're a guy who's got, what, 11 goals, 19 points in on a team that's not scoring too, too much. What is it? 19 points in 37 games. I know he's been brutal over the last seven. His numbers have been brutal over the last seven. And his shooting percentage is probably at an unsustainable rate. But trading Ponte Saber, I mean, he had promise. He's finally starting to show something. And he gets traded for a 25-year-old AHLer. However, Kluse is supposed to go and be playing in Anaheim. He's listed as he's playing in Anaheim right now. So that'll be interesting to see moving forward. I, I'm not a huge fan of that trade. But next trade, Joseph Blandisi for Derek Grant. I like Joseph Blandisi. I like what he did in junior. I like what he did at the beginning of his pro career. Broke into, played some games for Jersey. Showed some promise. Gritty guy. Can put up, the, can put up some points, at least in the AHL. I thought that with Randy Carlisle's desire for gritty guys that he would stick in the NHL this year. That wasn't the case. He finds a new home in Pittsburgh, and they get returning player Derek Grant, who's struggled this year, was meh for Anaheim last year. Um, and the last trade, and sorry, second last trade, DJ Michael Delzato. Used to be an everyday guy for the Canucks. Playing, He played like 20 minutes a game last year. Was was okay for them. Was Okay. It was okay for the Flyers, too. It's been okay for most of his career. 28 years old. Um, yeah, pretty much okay. 
he had some depth to the Anaheim lineup, but he hasn't been playing too, too much this year. 23 goals, four points, under 18 minutes a game. So he's been squeezed out in Vancouver, I, I guess, from some of the younger guys stepping up. Stetcher, Troy Stetcher is a pretty good player. I mean, they already have Ben Hutton. Ben Hutton's not bad. Alex Edler still kicking, even though he's, well, seems like he's a lot older than 33. Uh, Derek Pouillot hasn't been too, too good, but whatever. Chris Tanev, Eric Branson's whatever. A lot of whatever's on on Vancouver, but what do you expect? Anyways, so Delzato, DJ Delzato out. Luke Shen in. Former fifth overall pick, Luke Shen. Ooh, he's a pretty good prospect. What, he's 29 right now? Imagine what he could do with 39. Whew. So that'll be to see. Uh, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, and la- the last trade, Andrew Cogliano for Drew Shore. Now, Drew Shore, I think, has more offensive upside as of right now than Andrew Cogliano. So that's what he brings to the Ducks. Um, but Andrew Cogliano right now, I mean, he's shooting at an all-time low percentage. He's an absolute Iron Man. brings a lot of speed to the lineup, brings a good two-way game. So that's what I really like. That, And he's, bring- he's going to support... Uh, he's going to add some good support uh, in the depth in a depth position for Dallas moving forward. So that's where I kind of like it for Dallas. But Anaheim is getting a guy that they have more control over for the next couple of years, and they're they're going to have to sign re-sign him soon. I don't know exactly when. He has more offensive potential, I believe, and a, a good change of scenery for both players. Fun fact about Drew Shore: the last two times I went to see. I've seen Dallas uh, in Toronto two years in a row, and I swear to God that there's at least a hundred Drew, Drew Shore jerseys in the building in Toronto. He brings like half of the city of Ajax, which is where he's from. Ajax Pickering, I don't know. A, I don't know. He had like he had a, there was a lot. I don't know. He's he's not that great of a player. He hasn't been in the NHL that long, but he had he had the most popular jersey when he has the most popular jersey in town when he's in Toronto. So. Funny thing about him. Uh, last trade that's happened. Anaheim not involved in this one, shockingly. But Nino Niederreiter for Victor Rask. Nino Niederreiter from the Minnesota Wild. He's got he's got a $5.25 million cap hit until 2021 slash 22. Whereas Rask has a $4 million cap hit until 2122. Uh, and he heads over from Carolina to Minnesota. Now I want to keep it positive on this podcast. I mean, a lot of negativity on Twitter with towards everything. So we're going to keep this trade positive from from Minnesota's standpoint. I mean, Minnesota got a guy 48 points back in 2015-2016. Okay. Um, hasn't been playing too many minutes this year. Very low shooting percentage. Only one goal in 26 games. They save $1.25 million in cap hit per year. Um I mean, sure, yeah, they are taking on a player that is significantly worse. Um, and they're only saving $1.25 million a year. Maybe this does end up like an Elias Lindholm situation where he finds a new ce- like change of scenery out of Carolina. I mean, we've seen Elias Lindholm, Jeff Skinner, they've both been scoring prolifically this year. And last year in Carolina, they weren't really. So maybe that happens here. I'm saying it's less likely that it 
it, it's probably not going to happen. I like Nino Niederreiter. This is a bad trade for Minnesota. This is just, just kind of dumb. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, moving on, some rumors that are going around the league. Uh, Derek Broussard is on the block. Uh, the Penguins, I look to be shopping him, and they're looking for a third line center in return. Now, Broussard put up some good numbers with the Rangers, put up some good numbers with the Senators. Hasn't really been too too good with the Penguins. I mean, four points in 12 playoff games last year, and then 14 points in 37 games to start this year. It's kind of rough. I mean, this is a guy that he's put up 60 in the past. He's, he's 58. Um, last year, he capped out at 46, which is a little low. He did miss some games. He's not a bad player. So, um, one team that has been rumored to be kicking tires on him is the team that drafted him seventh over, sixth overall in 2006, and that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. So if the Blue Jackets were to give back a third line center, which is what the Penguins are asking, that would be Boone Jenner. He's under control until I think around 21, 22. Uh, real physical force out there. Maybe isn't producing offensively to what his contract pays him. If that makes sense. I, I mean, he's only getting 30 some odd points a year and he's getting paid 3.75 million a year, but he does bring that nice physical game to uh, physical style of game to a lineup, which I think could complement the Penguins well, pending a cap. Like, I don't know the exact cap situation, what that would be there. Um, and in return, the, the Columbus would be getting a guy though, that is on an expiring deal. So It'll be interesting to see what happens with Derek Broussard moving forward. Uh, and I think teams could probably get him pretty cheap relative to what he's been traded for uh, over the past couple of years. So last rumor, uh, and this one is just an absolute doozy. The Edmonton Oilers, Peter Shirelli's Edmonton Oilers are all in on a forward. Wouldn't it have been nice if they like got like a heart, if they had a heart trophy caliber uh, winger, or or uh, like there? Oh my! Or or if they had like another one that has put up seventy over seventy points in the past, or like or three first overall picks in a row, or a fourth after that. Like, what the hell is going on there? What's happening with all these picks? What's happening with all these second-round picks? What's happening with all these first-round picks? Like, they're ruining Yessi Pugliarvi there. I'm convinced of that. Like, they're just ruining him. I just want to see him moved. So that, like, maybe he can actually hit somewhat of his potential that I thought he had in his draft year. Because he was fantastic. It's like, what are they doing there? Are they just, like, throwing darts at a board? Like they got three darts and they got three categories and they're throwing the darts at the board and like they're combining all the words together like sign forward for too much like I, I don't know it's kind of a joke at this point it's getting ridiculous anyways moving on from that uh, my suggestions to make The Bachelor better. Uh, so I watched my first episode of The Bachelor ever. 
I have never seen any sort of bachelor. I've never seen bachelorette, bachelor in paradise, bachelor here, bachelor there, bachelor under there. But I do have an idea of who they pick. And from the athletes that they picked, Jesse Palmer, um, Jordan Rogers, is that his name? Aaron's brother. But there's, and then there was some sort of Tim Tebow like guy. They're picking like all quarterbacks. And then this guy Colton is, what was he, an inside linebacker? Too polished. Like, coming forward in the bachelor, I want to see like an offensive lineman. Like, like, a, like someone like that. Like a former offensive lineman. Like, I'm trying to think. Quentin Nelson's got a girlfriend, but that was the first one that came to mind. Um, like, an, uh, just a sweaty, messy offensive lineman. And the girls go gaga over him. Or even better, I'd love to see like a hockey player. Like, like Drew Doughty go on The Bachelor with his missing teeth. And he, he just doesn't put in his teeth either. And like, I, I think that the, the producers would like say no to that right away for like the sole fact that when there's a lot of girls that go home, like Drew's probably like, going to go out and pick up a different girl. And they're going to be filming and they're just going to see him in the background walking to his room with a different girl that he picked up at a bar but those are my ideas the, the gritty bachelor the gritty bachelor we're gonna we need more grit in the bachelor it's just gonna make it better anyways those are my two cents on a show that i don't know it was okay it was fun to make fun of but anyways moving on least week in review boo jake gardner week and I gotta tell you, this game that they just had in Tampa Bay, I mean, no wonder they won. It must have felt like they were at home. Gardner touched the puck, and now the the boos rained down again. He's not even at home, and they're booing him. He's not even close to being our best player, and they're booing him. Home sweet home in Tampa Bay. Nice. So, getting to that ugly Colorado game. I mean, they just they came out in spurts, pretty much. There was those two quick goals, three if you count the the, the stupid offside that there was that dis, disallowed Par Lindholm's goal. Can you imagine being Par Lindholm? But he hasn't scored in like 34 games, and because of that stupid offside review, they take away his goal from him. Like, damn, that's just got to be a huge kick in the nuts. But thankfully, Captain got it back. Captain has actually had an awesome week. I really love the way he played tonight, but. They just came out in spurts this game. Like, you play boo Jake Gardner all you want. Blame him all you want. He wasn't the worst player on our team in this game. I mean, on that giveaway that Gardner gave up, the, the goal, Marner fully turned it over at the at our at, at, in the offensive zone on the blue line. That was, that was a pretty brutal turnover there, too. Uh, they showed a couple other clips where Dermot just got walked and then Zaitsev is playing Zamboni on the ice. He's just sliding out of sliding for absolutely no reason. I don't think he was the worst player on the ice. He didn't play good. Like By nobody's standards, he did play well. But I, I like him. He's a great puck-moving defenseman. He's a valuable asset back there. He's the least second-best defenseman for sure. And to be booed, I mean, I don't know. At least it's not as bad as Philadelphia. Because didn't Philadelphia, like... The home crowd booed their own team because they iced it off the opening faceoff in the playoffs. I, I think I swear that happened too. Like that's just that's to a whole never level, another level. But booing your own player, I mean, I don't know. That's just stupid. Don't do that. Why? What's the point? Make sure you if you paid the money, 
you're entitled to do whatever you want, but you're also entitled to like go to a restaurant and when if they screw up your order at a restaurant, you're entitled to yell at them. Doesn't make you not an asshole for doing so. So keep that in mind. It's just stupid that they did that. Anyways, just an ugly game all around. I don't want to touch on this one too too much. But yeah. Gardner wasn't the only bad player on this team. Uh, but he certainly didn't have a great game is what m- my takeaway is from this one. So moving on to the better game that happened this week uh, against Tampa Bay. So funny story. I was watching this game. I watched it with my girlfriend. I know, sick brag. I can talk to girls. It's a skill that I've mastered over a lot of years. Actually, in high school... Girls would never talk to me because like it was a thing. I never, they they would never talk to me on game day because it was just a ritual of mine. But like I don't even know how they knew my schedule, so they just never talked to me. Funny enough. Uh, anyways, this game, I was watching it. I was watching it, and my cat kept staring under the couch, and I thought it was his toy, or whatever. So I went to reach to grab it for him, and the thing moved. Freaked out a little bit. Had to move the entire couch. It turns out it was a bat under there. And I had to trap a bat. And it fell into my knife that I had there. Just, it just, I just so happened to have a knife. And the bat fell into the knife a bunch of times and died. And so I had to take care of a bat. So I ended up watching this game pretty damn late. Because I was, you know... I don't even know. Nobody does that. I was playing uh, pet services. I was playing vet, we'll call it. I was playing vet. So I I watched the second and third period way too late. But anyways, I think Leafs played a very solid game. The big takeaway that I had from this one was at the end of the second period, the end of the first period, they did what they always do. They just gave up. I don't know why. They they just get overpowered at in the closing minutes of the, the, the periods for some reason. I, it's just, an, it makes no sense to me. But second period, they looked really, really... End of the second period, that's what I was looking for. They looked really, really good. And the, the latter half of the third period, I thought was awesome. I mean, Tampa Bay's down a goal. You'd expect them to be pushing really hard. And the Leafs controlled the play the entire second half of that third period that was really impressive they got the majority of the chances until obviously when Tampa Bay pulled their goalie but they looked incredible uh my favorite line of the night I'm gonna uh my the best forward line of the night had to go to the captain and Marlowe Kadri then they moved captain from Matthews Janssen line and they did some line shaking pretty much but that, that line of captain looked awesome tonight. He came out flying. He had a couple of great chances on the power play. A fantastic back check. Came the other way. Tip on net. That was another. That was a fantastic chance. Uh, he got. He was able to get an assist on uh, Nazem Kadri's goal that he had there. Just an awesome night for the line because Kadri snapped his uh, goalless drought. Marlowe snapped his goalless drought. Yeah. Marlo just snapped his as well. Zaitsev was able to get... I think there was a primary point for Zaitsev there too. That snapped him. He's just been atrocious, so... 
good to see a, a blind squirrel get a nut for once. But that's not to say I really liked how Marner's line, the Marner-Tavares, uh, Janssen line played too. I think Janssen really complemented that line well. Kudos to Janssen. He's been, he's, he's looked good every line that he's played on. I mean, at the beginning of the year, there was some concerns that he wasn't, I don't know, it was this and that. I, I thought he was playing okay at the beginning of the year too, but he's really stepped up his game and he's really, he, he's, he's being noticeable. That's the big thing. You notice him. And you're writing down his name because he's doing a lot of good things out there. He's, he's I mean, he's getting physical. He's putting the puck on net. It's you, you couldn't have asked more from him. I don't think he's 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 been great, and he's been great with every line that he's been with. So, kudos to the Marner line. I think they play. They were the second best. I really did not like how the fourth line played tonight. I thought that they were just kind of terrible. Um, puck was in their zone too too much there was one point which made no sense to me where the fourth line was out there with our third D pairing and shocker I believe we took a penalty right after that but and they put out they put out some good forwards too I mean I, I gotta find my notes on that one but that just made no sense and I wrote down too many times that like poor fourth line shift it was just hemmed in our and hemmed in the Leafs zone too many times when the fourth line was out there. So not a good night for the fourth line. Matthews line was decent. I think at the very end of the game, Matthews just came out flying, which was awesome to see. Nylander was okay, I think. He had a couple good chances, but went over the net. Uh, Hyman wasn't great. He got a goal. It was named the net goal, but Hyman wasn't great. I think that line, though, Nylander, Matthews, Hyman, they need to be a lot better next game. I, I expected I expected fireworks out of them, and I got a little barbecue lighter. So, anyways, moving on from that horrible analogy, um, Tampa Bay was flying out there, and Tampa Bay's power play, my goodness, that is just ferocious, tenacious. I don't know how many other shiss words that I have to to explain it, but they were moving the puck so well out there, and they just have so many options to throw it to to get a one-timer. I mean, whether it's Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, and you saw it at the very end of the game. I mean, they weren't on the power play, but they were on a man advantage, and they were just moving and grooving. I mean, Frederick Anderson was awesome in this game. I mean, kudos to Frederick Anderson. He, you couldn't ask any more out of Anderson tonight. He was so good, and he was so, the big thing was, he was so clutch, too. In the end of the game, he made some saves. I wrote I wrote down, save on Stamkos. Fred comes in clutch, less than two minutes. Uh, save on Stamkos. 129 save on Cooch. 122 save on Hedman. 110 save on Stamkos. Um... Turnover at the blue line. Kucherov, save uh, uh, from Kucherov, save on Stammer again. I mean, just a couple awesome saves, as well as earlier in the game too, just, I mean, when the Leafs were hemmed in their own zone, he just showed that he is such a difference maker and that, like, he, and why he's been what I consider a candidate for the, the Vesna this year. 
So Frederick Anderson, 100% the best player on the lease tonight. Um, I'm going to give Kapanen the second star. And number three, it's got to be from that Kadri line. I think Marlowe played very well too. He was able to spring out of Kadri on a breakaway as well. Uh, And then he, he was feeding the puck very well to Kadri actually tonight. So it was really good to see him making a bigger offensive contribution over the past couple of games. I mean, too, too high. Essentially, he's been quiet, but really good to see that line have the success that they did, especially considering uh, how quiet Kadri, or sorry, how um, how Marlowe and Kadri have been missing from the score sheet for a little while. So... Anyways, um, my closing notes from this game. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more also out of Jake Gardner in this game. I mean, to get boo, I mean, I know the booing wasn't his fault, but he didn't have a great game against Colorado. I, I thought he would have a better game here. It wasn't bad, but I was really hoping that he played terrific just to, to shove it to all those people that have been uh, doubting him. Uh, one guy that... I'm looking at now. Only played nine minutes. I mean, Travis Dermott played 10:40. I thought he was okay in this game, though. But Ozhiganov was terrible in this one. I mean, he's been okay lately. He's been pretty. He's actually been pretty good lately. But deservingly so, he got benched in this one. Um, and before my closing note, one guy I want to highlight on Tampa Bay. Uh, he was sheltered a little bit last year. And even probably is going to be sheltered this year. But Sir Gatchev was... I mean, you already know Hedman's fantastic. But, I mean, Mikhail Sergachev can really move out there. And he can move the puck so well. I think that's going to be a key piece for the back end for Tampa Bay moving forward is Mikhail Sergachev. I mean, and I think he can... From what I saw in junior, he can really play both ends of the ice really, really well too. And to have such an offensively talented player that can play both ends of the ice like he can, like I've seen him do, that's going to be a special talent to have on the back end moving forward. So my closing notes on this one, uh, it was awesome to see the Leafs find and close out periods. Uh, although they were outplayed a little bit in the first half of the game, to see them play so well and to control the game so much in the latter half of the third was awesome to see. A couple guys breaking out of their slumps, um, and to essentially beat the best team in the league, the team that's been playing like the best team in the league at home, uh, in their home barn. I mean, that's awesome to see. And the last thing I'm going to say about the Leafs, um, Marlowe's discontinued equipment. I think like if they're going to bury that contract. I think they're just going to say like, yeah, Patty Marlowe retired because all his equipment was discontinued. The, the 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 wood extension, his skates, pretty much everything it seems like he's just still using everything from 2005. So that's gonna be his reason for retiring. I don't know, I can just see it happening. So anyways, big win. Big game tonight. Every game's a big game. Game tonight, Alexander Barkov and the boys should be interesting. Um, I think they're gonna take this hot play and carry it forward into into uh, where are they Sunrise, Florida 
And then an interesting game against in, on Sunday against the Coyotes. I'm going to speak a little bit on that right now. Because um, the Coyotes have had so many games. I think I've talked about this before, but the Coyotes have had so many games, like so many players that have just been injured. And they've just been ravaged with injures, injuries all year. And to see them, they're sitting at 45 points they have one game in hand on minnesota and they're only four points out so it'll be really interesting it'll be an interesting matchup uh against against them i think they're in arizona on sunday so it's a team not a lot of not a ton of offensive talent uh, they got some guys that are getting there clayton keller uh Oliver Ekman Larson's not getting there, but he's a very good player from the back end. Uh, Darcy Kemper's been a good, re- a pretty decent replacement for uh, for Anti Ranta, who went down and who's actually out for the year so far. Uh, Connor Garland, who I'm sure you had to have heard of uh, recently, undersized player, couple goals last week. Uh, none of them touched his his stick, but which was kind of funny. One off the face, one off the leg. Uh, I mean, this is a team that doesn't score many goals, but I think they can they can do a pretty good job of shutting you down, and it can become challenging. So either this game's a one nothing game, or the Leafs like it's a one nothing game for either either side, or. At least blow them out 6 nothing. That's my comments on the Coyotes game. Uh, Florida Panthers tonight. Florida's been getting atrocious goaltending. No matter who they throw in the net, it seems like they've got holes in them like Swiss cheese. Uh, so, could be another high-scoring game tonight. Uh, sorry, another... Did they play? Yeah, could be a, a high-scoring game tonight, I think. In the 6-3... 6-3 range. I'm gonna I'm gonna stamp that. 6-3 Leafs against the Panthers tonight. So anyways, that's all that I have from my end. Uh like always su- subscribe, comment, leave your thoughts, suggestions. I would love to hear from everyone. But most importantly, subscribe. I will be coming out with new episode on Monday. So take care everyone.